chapter. It's going to be our text for this this morning, and and I pray that this is something that all of you are familiar with. I'm going to be preaching on today, and and I do pray that the Lord will see fit to bless you because we um, a lot of people are getting away from from this, and um, they're getting away from the teachings of this, and and but yet uh, some of them have. I think have taken it too far as as being uh, as forgetting about the church and teaching some of these doctrines that we're going to talk about this morning. We say chapter one, first verse says Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, and Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his abundant mercy, hath he begotten this again, hath he begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and the faded, faded, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for watching over us and taking care of us. Thank you for everything, Lord. Thank you for taking care of us uh, till we was able to come and meet again. I pray, Lord, if the, for the sick. Lord, I know there's a lot of sickness and... Uh, a lot of it, uh, we've, uh, I found out yesterday that there's some people uh, that are sick that we know. And, and Lord, I pray that you'll see fit to uh, take care of all of them and watch over them, take care of them, even in this time, Lord, that we're living in. And Lord, uh, I, I, I know that this truth that I'm going to preach, is, is, it's, it's not old, it's new to some people. It's, uh, it's kind of old to us, but, but we know that it's the truth. Take care of us, Lord, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. <clears throat> the title of my message today is just a simple one. It's election unto salvation. Election unto salvation is the title of my message. And... Um, I want you to remember that title because the reason I say that is is a lot of people are teaching today, sad to say, but they are, they're teaching that election is salvation. And, uh, but it's, you're elected unto salvation. You're elected uh, before the foundation of the world to someday, on God's time, someday, He's going to uh, call you to salvation, and, and that's why we pray. We pray here all the time that, that, uh, that we will, uh, that some of these young, these children coming up and these kids, that they'll be the elect of the Lord, and, and, and they'll, come, they'll be saved someday. If they're elect of the Lord, they're going to be saved. There's no doubt about that, and that's, uh, that's, what, that's the key to all of it. Now, due to the battles coming from the Armenians in the past, most so-called churches don't use the words elect. They've taken it completely out of their, 
uh, repertoire words. They, they, don't, uh, they don't use the word elect or election anymore. They, they quit using that word. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of your uh, other denominations, for instance, the Methodists, the Methodists rewrote uh, back, oh, probably several years ago, the Methodists rewrote their uh, repertoire words that they're going to, that they're allowed to use, and some of the words they took out of their repertoire is is election and predestination, and sad to say, but they even took the word blood out of their repertoire words, and they're not allowed to even talk about blood anymore. So. Uh, that's, uh, this is something that's dear to our heart. It's dear to my heart, always has been, and, and as I've said many times over the years, uh, almost 54 years ago, uh, the Lord introduced me to election. And, I mean, I, I, not, not when I was saved. When I was saved, I didn't know a thing about election. But uh, some of the first verses that the Lord ever led me to study was Romans 8 and I came to learn that God chose a people before the foundation of the world um, uh, to, to be saved uh, e even during that time that, that was probably a week after I was saved but the thing is is you know it, it's a truth it's a truth as it if there's any truth in the Bible it is a truth whether they like it or not they're biblical words. These are biblical words. Such words as chosen is used in the scripture. God is the one that chooses. The, the origin of election, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about three or four things today. We're going to talk about the origin of election uh, first. And the psalmist says, For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself and Israel for his peculiar people. Now, um, God is the, is the election origin, uh, originated with God, God the Father. It, 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 didn't, it didn't come by any doctrine that, uh, that I specially teach. As I was accused one time several years ago, I was accused of bringing that doctrine, that was my doctrine, and I was accused of bringing it to uh, down to Georgia when I came here. But... Uh, it, it, this doctrine goes all the way back to God the Father in eternity, and it, it does. It, I just I just learned learned it uh, when when I I learned it and, and I brought it and I taught it uh, ever since I've been in Georgia. I've taught it. So election originated with the Father. Peter calls all these scattered saints chosen. He calls them chosen. Uh, um, so we, uh, we know that uh, they were chosen people. Election is not sanctification, though it leads to the one who is sanctified, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Election is not sanctification. Remember that, because there's a lot of people that's being taught to some today that election is sanctification, and it's not. It's not uh, uh, election is not sanctification. Sanctification is comes comes along later in um, 
uh, when it comes to meet the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the sanctified one, as the Bible speaks of him. Peter states, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit under obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's, that's salvation. That's when we are saved, you know. I know, I know we can sit and, and we can be hard shell about this doctrine of election and say, well, if I'm elected, what have I got to worry about? Well, you don't have anything to worry about. What you've got to worry about is when the Lord saves you and you're living a life that you should be living. That's a tough thing in this world today to do is to live the life that God expects you to live after he saves you. And, yeah, you're sanctified. You're set apart. You're set apart from the rest of the world. And as someone has said, you know, you're not of the world. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. And so that's an important thing for us to know as it is. Election is the electing love of the Father. Now now we want to talk about the possibilities that election is true. You know, we, we have people who deny it. We have people, I, I had one of the biggest, longest arguments that I ever had with a fella when, when I used to go to Hardy's in the morning, these two fellas used to come in and, and they would sit over from us and I was talking with someone about election and one of the fellas came over there and he said, I'd like to talk to you about that. And... Um, I said, what do you want to talk about? He said, I want to talk about you telling them untruth in about election. And uh, so we sat, we sat down there, and, and when it was all over, we talked probably for an hour. When it was all over, he got up and he said, well, you haven't convinced me of nothing. And I said, well, you need to go home and read your scriptures. I said, uh, I have con- I, surely I've convinced you to go home and read your scriptures about this. Because he was denying it was even in the Bible. But, but we know it's in the Word of God. We know it's there. We know it's taught without, without a shadow of doubt. So the possibility that election is true, Luke says, him being delivered, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, even re- talking about Christ and his death, says him being delivered uh, by the determining counsel and the foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands, have crucified and slain. You know, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. That's what Peter is telling them here. You've done this exactly what you're supposed to do, and, and that you uh, that um, that he was delivered by the determining counsel of God. It was it was uh, it was the truth that that God delivered him uh, to to die for his children, and he he was delivered through sanctification of the Spirit. And, and, and what unto obedience, which some we're going to talk about in just a little while, obedience is, is a result of election. It's one of the results that we have that when, when God calls us, we go. We come. And, and I, I don't know, uh, most people that I've ever dealt with, as far as salvation is concerned, is they were ready to come. They wanted to come. They wanted to come and, and present themselves to the Lord because of the fact is that uh, they, they, it, it, it was a truth, a thing that they dealt with in their life. 
It is in the previous words that we today are permitted to enter the determining counsel of a thrice holy God. You know, God doesn't, God doesn't reveal a whole lot of his eternal counsel in the Bible, but, but he has, he reveals it to his children, his elect children. He reveals his determining counsel. You know, it's, 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 it's a blessing. For me to know that somewhere out there in eternity, God determined that he was going to save me. Even before I was born, even before I had a, a earthly name, even before uh, uh, I was ever thought of, I, even before my mom and dad was, was, was even married, you know, and, uh, and all this, all this, Everything happened before anything else ever happened. God, God, in, in his determining counsel and foreknowledge, he chose to call me unto salvation. If you're saved today, he did the same thing for you. He chose to call you, call, call you unto salvation in that. Now, um, we would, what, why would we not believe that God chose, uh, chose as he saw fit? I mean, you have no other explanation how you got here. You you didn't you didn't learn faith. You were given faith. You didn't learn grace. You were given grace. You didn't learn mercy. You were given mercy. You know, if, if God if God had done what uh, he he could have done, he could have sent every one of us to hell. And he is there. There are a multitude that's going to hell. I mean, you, we got to we got to come to that conclusion. Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. Now think about that for just a moment. Many are called, but few are chosen. You know the gospel message calls everybody. It calls everybody. It does. But only a few of those that it calls are actually chosen. You know, you can preach a gospel to, to people, to a group of people, and you may have 10 or 15 of them that will answer the gospel message. As, but what the Armenians have done is they've taken those who answer the gospel message and they say they're saved. But what, what the Lord is saying there when he says many are called... But few are chosen. What he's referring to there is the, the gospel message goes out to everybody. But only a few of those that answer it are the few that are called unto salvation, that are saved, that, that, that have been elected unto salvation. The association of foreknowledge with election has been a great assistance to the puny minds of an earthly mortals that we are that we, we are grappling with the truth. You know, we, we, we have to come out someday and realize, it's like I told the fellow down there at Hardy's, I said, you, you know it's in the Bible, I've done showed it to you. And, and I said, you're going to have to uh, uh, think about that some. You have to think about that some because the words are, the scriptures right there is very uh, plain. But, you know, our puny minds sometimes just go crazy. We, we think we, we, we not only, we say, well, I believe in election, but I, 
I, I, I, I want to explain it. You can't explain it. You, you can't explain it. You might, you might, you can say a lot of things about it, but you can't explain it because it all happened before the foundation of the world. You can't explain how everything happened. All I know is what I grapple with every day is God has no beginning and he has no end. I grapple with that every day because I, I sit sometimes and I start trying to think and with my puny mind, I start trying to think, well, how is it that God has always existed? He's always existed. There's never been a time in, 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 well, there's no such thing as time when it comes to eternity. That God didn't exist. If you, if you want to go back billions of years, billions and trillions of years and whatever else there is, God existed. God was out there in eternity doing his work. Now, some, somebody asked me one time several years ago, they said, well, when did God elect a people? When did God, I think the question was, when did God line a group of people up? And, and, and this is how it was presented to me, as the question. God would line a group of people up, and he'd go down this line and say, you're elected, you're not, you're elected, you're not, you're elected, you're not, you're elected. So when did God do that? Now, you grapple with that with your mind. First of all, God didn't do it like that. First of all, God has always determined, his determining counsel has always determined who's going to be saved and who's not. Can you, can you think about, can you think about uh, back billions of years ago, Billions of years ago, billions, trillions of years ago. Joe Biden likes them trillions, don't he? Trillions of years ago. And and think about that God had you if if he hadn't if he hadn't I mean you were elected. That's hard that's hard to grapple with. It really is. For puny minds to sit and you know, as I've said many times. You might as well accept it and go on. Like I told that fellow down there, I said, you might as well accept it to be the truth and go on. Because I said, there's no, there's no way. I said, uh, he said, well, I don't understand. I said, no way you're going to understand it. You just got to believe it to be the truth. And I, I brought out to him also about uh, the Trinity. I said, you believe in the Trinity, don't you? And he said, sure. I said, well, explain that to me. He said, well, nobody can explain that to us. I said, but you still believe it? I said, you still believe it? It's why, why can't you believe election like you believe in the Trinity? And it's just, just one of those things, folks. I'm telling you, folks, it's a, it, it, it's, it's, it, it is something to think about. Then we talk about the proof of election. We talk about the possibility of election. Now we talk about the proof of election. The infallible proof of our election to salvation is of a twofold character. It's of a twofold character. Number one, there is that internal understanding. What, what is it internally 
that makes you change? What is it internally that makes a person come? I always think of Bailey, you know, when, when Bailey was saved, Bailey told his mom and daddy, he said, I can't sit here no longer. What, what makes that? What causes that? What caused me in 1967 to walk by my newly, newly wedded wife, to walk by my newly wedded wife and just walk straight to my bathroom and ask the Lord to save me? He's not bothering me. I guess he's bothering other people, but he's not bothering me. I love these kids out try to out preach me. I've always loved that. But anyway, what 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 are we? We just running around out here just not understanding nothing. You don't have to you don't have to understand election. You don't have to understand predestination. Just believe it's true. Just believe that God has God has tallied everything up and his time he has brought forth all of his heart and his soul and his mind, whatever, whatever God has, he's brought it all forward and, may, and revealed it to his children. And then the second thing is there is the eternal obedience which comes with one who is truly elected unto salvation. Just as sure as you're elected unto salvation, you're going to obey God. When, when, the, when the gospel call goes out, you're going to obey God. You're going to be one of those that uh, has been elected. Like I said, a lot of people answer the gospel message that's not elected. Let me say that again. A lot of people answer the gospel message that's not elected. The Armenians have made a killing off of people answering the gospel message. They've, 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 they've made a killing off of it. They've, they've done come down to the point to bow your head, raise your hand, and everything. They get you to the point to where you have to come forward or you just lied to them when, you, when they got you to raise your hand. You know, that's, a, that's what it's come down to. You know what that's called? That's called easy believism. That's called easy believism. I had a, I mean, to beat it all of me, I had a fella, a preacher down in Wheeler County that wrote me a five-page letter telling me that I taught easy believism. I don't know where in the world he got that from. Because that's exactly what I've always taught against, is that easy believism. But it's an external obedience. It's an obedience. You know, the elect will obey God when the time comes. The elect will obey when, when, when God says you come forward and trust the Lord, trust Jesus Christ, your Savior, you will do it. You will do it. It's, it's not for me to separate them. It's not for me to say this when it comes forward is saved and that when it comes forward is not. It's not for me to do that. That's only for God to do that. God has promised us that some of the non-elect are going to come. He's already promised us that. He promised us that in the gospel, that some of the non-elect are going to come.
But you know, we, 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 sometimes we take it, even, even us sovereign grace Baptists, we take it sometimes to the fact that if a person comes forward, everything's okay. But not necessarily so. Not necessarily so. Not everybody goes in that baptismal waters back there are saved. Not, not ever, not everybody that, that, uh, takes a preacher's hand are saved. Not everybody that becomes a member of Landmark Baptist Church is saved. I know that, and I realize that. Nobody has to tell me. It's like one fella told me some time back. He said, he said, you believe that all your people are saved? I said, well, those that I believe are saved are saved. He said, well, who are they? I said, I don't know who they are. And I said, you don't either. But the fact is that external obedience is, a, is just like I told somebody one time. I said, they said, how do I know I'm the elect of God? I said, you'll do what the elect does. You'll do what the elect does. What the, you know, you'll say, well, I come to church. Well, the elect comes to church. You say, I pray. Well, the elect prays. You say, I pray for other people. The elect prays for other people. It's only those people that's not saved that's not going to pray for anybody else. Then you have the purpose of election. The purpose of election. There are two things in the purpose of election. One is the enjoyment we get out of serving the Lord. If I ask you to show your hand, don't do it. If I ask you to show your hand, how many of you really enjoy serving the Lord? Or how many of you, is it a toil? Is it, is, it a, is it something that you just hate to do? As Brother David Collier said, some people say they have to go to church. I guess I could ask you how many of you want to be in the Lord's house. That's, uh, that's, that's the key to the purpose of election. Purpose of election is that one enjoys serving the Lord. The other is that it makes us bloody Baptists that we can talk openly about the shedding of blood. You know, I, I've had people tell me, "Well, it's awful," you know, when somebody says, the "Lord shed His blood." They, they some that you know have said that. It's awful that we would say the Lord shed his blood. That's, that's, that's barbaric, what they say. That's barbaric that we would talk about blood. That's why the Methodists took it out of their repertoire of words. But when you start talking about the shedding of blood, that's barbaric. I've seen pictures on Facebook of you, some of you that have killed deer. You know, I could say that's barbaric, but I'm sure you're going to eat them. Jesus, Jesus himself said that all, all meat is given for man to, to eat. I'm just paraphrasing. But you know, I've come to the point to where after some of the things I've been in, 
and some of the things I've done in my life, I've come to the point that I can't even shoot a squirrel with a BB gun. But I can stand up and say with all the power that God will give me that Jesus shed his blood for me. Shed his blood on Calvary's tree for me. Dropped his blood out there on the ground for me. What a great blessing. Peter says, Obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ is the great purpose of salvation, or of election. We are not ashamed that Christ had to give his precious blood for our redemption. We're not ashamed of, we're not ashamed of that. There's some people say, I would never say that. And then lastly, there is the privilege of election. The privilege of election. We can faithfully say that we have grace and peace multiplied. The privilege of election. What would you do without the grace of God? What would you do without God's mercy? You wouldn't know which way to turn without God's mercy. God is merciful every day to us. This means that we have more than we were, we were given or deserved. What comes along with election? A lot more than we deserve. A lot more than we deserve comes along with election. A lot more than we deserve. I mean, for God to say that we have salvation, I'm going to tell you folks, that's a wonderful thing. I, it just... To, even to this day, I still think of people who have died that I really didn't believe they were saved. Now, like I said, I don't know. But I really didn't believe they were saved because of the kind of life they lived and what they were. My grandfather, my grandfather on my mom's side of the family, it, that, that was a mean man now. He picked us boys up. Y'all talking about these kids. I remember one time he's a big man, about six foot five, weighed about three, 350 pounds, and he was hard as a rock. He had wrists as big as my arms. And I remember me and my brother was out on the balcony. They, they lived in an old house. We, we went upstairs. We weren't supposed to go up there, first of all. We went upstairs. We went out on the balcony up there, and he come along, and he saw us. He didn't tell us to come down. He came up those steps of that balcony. He picked us boys up by the neck and threw us off of it. That's what kind of man he was. And sometimes I say my mom was just as mean as he was. Or she didn't care to beat you with that tobacco stick. Yeah. I remember, I'll never forget that. He, he picked us up in the neck, and, and we, what we told him was, he said, what are y'all doing up there? We said, we're playing Superman. And he came up there, and he said, well, here's how Superman goes. He picked us up and throwed us off. That thing was about 10 or 15 steps high. Us boys hit the ground, and, and uh, he was just up there just laughing at us. 
Let me tell you, folks, the privilege of election is that God has given us a lot more than we deserve. I did, we deserve. He, he had told us many times, don't y'all go up in that attic. Because that balcony came out from the attic. He said, don't y'all go up in that attic. And that's what we did. We disobeyed him. I guess he gave us what we deserve, as far as I know. We receive grace and peace every day of our lives. That's a privilege of election. We receive grace and peace every day of our lives. Every day we live, we, we experience grace and peace. And I tell you, if you don't know what grace is, you get in a position somewhere where you need grace, and it's going to be there, I promise you. I can tell you right now, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. It's going to be there, and I, I mean it. I know. I experienced it. it. Grace of God's going to be there with you when you need him, when you need him. You'll say, well, what about when I die? I expect the grace of God to be right there with me when I leave this world. And you too, if you're saved, you too can. Peace is his way of making us enjoy this life with him. Peace. Somebody told me one time I'd give anything. I'd give everything I have just to have a little peace. Well, I tell you, if you need peace, you need a Savior. I'm serious. I'm just serious I can be. I love every one of you to death. I love you folks. And, and we were, Carmen and I were talking, going down there and coming back. You know, I love you folks. I do. And so... You know, I, I wouldn't I would not want to see a one of you die and go to hell. I pray that the Lord will see fit to give you the the understanding. If you're if you're live streaming today and you don't know the Lord as your Savior, I pray the Lord will see fit to bless you today. I pray He will. I pray the Lord will save you today if you need to be saved. That's all I can do. I can't do anything for anybody. I can mow their yard. I used to be able to mow their yard. I can't anymore. I can mow their yard. I remember one time I was out here mowing the churchyard with a white shirt and a tie on. And I saw a car parked down there, and it was uh, a noble's wife and their daughter, Lexus. And they would stop down there taking pictures of me, mowing the yard with my, with my white shirt and tie on. But I want to tell you, folks, I can't do anything for you. I pray that the Lord will see fit to bless you. In closing today, sanctification of the Holy Spirit. Sanctification is of the Holy Spirit. Sanctification is happiness and comfort to the believer. God is concerned about our holiness. We're concerned about our happiness. Let me say that again. 
God is concerned about our holiness. We're concerned about our happiness. You want to be happy? If you can trust the Lord as your Savior today, you come. You want to be happy. We're concerned about our happiness. He sends mercy our way every day of, of, of our natural life. He sends mercy every day. Every day. Mercy upon mercy. Mercy upon mercy. Mercy upon mercy. Every day. Mercy upon mercy. Every day. I pray that God would give you the comfort as far as salvation is concerned as he has every elect child that he's ever elected. And and he's still electing them. I mean, he's not still electing them, but he's got, he's got some yet. I believe that when that last elect child comes to the Lord, everything's going to leave here. <laughs> this world's going to be done away with. But he's still got some out there. I know it to be a fact. He does. May God bless you is my prayer.